Hello, friends. You are listening to Art Black Radio, recorded in Philadelphia. My name is Logan Cryer, and in this episode, you will hear a conversation with myself and the two co-presidents of the Artists of Color Collective, Alyssa Roach and Hannah Pang. The Artists of Color Collective is a student-run organization based out of Temple University. Their mission is to support, showcase, and connect with our communities by combining the minds and works of their diverse members. The collective recently held a show at Tiger Strikes Asteroid Philadelphia titled Digital Entanglements, and they are currently working on a new publication. To learn more about it, you can follow their social media, which is linked in the description of this episode. My conversation with Roach and Hannah begins with a discussion of how the two became friends before they became co-presidents. The first thing I wanted to know is how do you two like actually know each other? <laughs> like obviously you go to school together, but you know. Hannah, how do we know yeah. each other? <laughs> so we met like first day of school. I'm from California. Roach is originally from Jamaica. So like mm-hmm. we kind of came to Tyler 2018 as like whatever. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed freshman. Met in the first class we had. And then Hannah followed me home. <laughs> and the Roach rest is like is cool. <laughs> but yeah. So like we We've been roommates of- for the past like three years going on now. Yeah. We're kind of like a duo. It just like organically happened. I love that. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of history for yep. another another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, roommate history one mm-hmm. is its yeah. own novel. So the the Artists of Color Collective, I read that it was founded in 2015. So is that something that you both had learned about as freshmen or what was your introduction to it? Well, so as a freshman, I started going to meetings because I knew the president at that point who was Princeton, who was I think he was he was a junior when we were freshmen. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Hannah, you should start coming to these meetings with me. And we always felt so uncomfortable in them because we were freshmen and everyone else was like junior, senior. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then from there, like we attended most of like our good amount during our freshman year. And then we ended up studying abroad. And then when we came back, I think is really when we like started being more involved in it and it not just being something that us being like, oh, like maybe we should just go to one of the meetings. The president who was before us, Mark, got us a little bit more involved and we were getting more excited about what artists of color could be. Yeah, because I think as freshmen, it was just a place for everyone to like commiserate, which was like fine. But we weren't really like working on projects or doing anything mm-hmm. till. Mark was the one that was like, we should make a publication. And then that just like set everything up. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, 2015, I think at that point, like Black Lives Matter protests were really happening in Philly a lot. And I, there were a lot, as someone who was in college at that time, there were a lot of kind of new conversations about what it means to be a student of color, particularly like in an art and design space. I mean, something that's interesting to me, and I, I guess I should ask you to explain a little bit what the collective is for those who are unfamiliar. But something that was interesting to me is that it's not all just visual artists who are a part of it. So can you talk a little bit about like what the collective does and who's involved, um, who would be able to join it in theory? 
So just of like how you could even join, what it's made out of. It's like all personal, not volunteer is kind of the wrong word, but it's not like we have a process of like, you have to submit a portfolio and then we only accept a certain amount of people in the club. I know that there's other organizations, especially within Temple, who do things like that. So it's mostly up to like you. If you want to join, our Zoom link is always available on social media and stuff. Like anyone can really come. Because I think it was born in 2015 out of that, like the political sphere around like being in predominantly white spaces. And I think at that point too, Tyler, like, I mean, it's still not diverse, but it was worse in 2015. So that sort of made it necessary for there to be an artist of color collective. But I think now it's just become like anyone can join as in like, no white people can join <laughs> and anyone else can join. Like that's literally all it is. We're also, I don't know if we can say this, but we're like not getting funding from Temple right now. So we're like technically not even a Temple organization. So in reality, anyone in Philly could join if oh, they wanted okay. to. But I do think people like get deterred from joining because we're like sort of verbally linked with Temple. Yeah. And the whole like, do you have to be a visual artist? Like, no, not necessarily. Obviously, like right now, our main focus is working on projects that like if you have the language and the practice of it, it would feel like you're contributing more. But we have plenty of people who are interested this year who are just like didn't have any space to like be creative or like meet people who are in creative places and just have like a community of people to talk to, make new friends, even like at the very basis of it, we try to like bring in a sort of like family aspect that like our freshman year didn't feel super evident in. And I think it also like bridges the gap between freshmen and like seniors or even like MFA people or even like people outside of Tyler where we have like a freshman poli-sci major but also like an MFA in ceramics. That's really interesting as an organization that it would be able to like bridge those gaps between like time and major. I mean, for 2015, it's been running for six years. What do you feel like is the thing that's allowed for that organization to continue? Because it's pretty rare that school organizations can actually last let alone more than one year, but across like students graduating and coming in. I'm honestly like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was born out of necessity at first. And now it's just become a thing of like, like as freshmen, we would joke and be like, oh, we're going to be the president when we're seniors. But like now we are mm -hmm. like, it was just a thing of like, there's so many younger people coming in and then they see like what can be done and they realize like, we could be the ones to do this. Yeah. Also, I think like I would give credit at least last year to Mark. I think he, mm -hmm. from like the previous years, from when we were freshmen and like us coming to these meetings, we definitely had a different perspective and like mm -hmm. seeing the potential that artists of color could have. And hopefully yeah. we give them to people who are in the club now who like when we graduate this year, it'll keep going. Mm -hmm. I also think to a certain extent, social media presence like a lot of people joined this year because of the digital entanglements show and just like seeing us post like group photos and like what we're up to and that sort of thing. People are like curious of how they can like be involved in something like this. Yeah. I want to talk about the digital entanglement show, which was at Tiger Strikes Asteroid Philly a couple months ago. 
was that the first time that as a collective, you all had staged an exhibition? That was the first time we'd done an exhibition off site, like out of Temple. And it was also Tiger Strike's Asteroids for a student exhibition, like ever. Hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So how did that come together? I think some of the members work at Tyler. Was there, did they approach you? Did you approach them? So it was actually my, I had a professor my freshman year named Adam Lovitz. And he reached out to me on Instagram, like March of this year. And was like, hey, would you be interested in having a show at TSA sometime in the summer? Like we have an opening for a show. And I was like, that's really, really random. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, why not? So that's actually how it happened. It would not have happened without Adam just like DMing me. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was, I mean, the show was really great. I think conceptually, it was really strong. The work was really strong. And I remember walking through the gallery. And I think I said this to you, Roach, because I was like, there's no like info card about who made the artworks like I don't know who the artists were and you were like well we all made it and I was like that can't be so can you explain this like so there were multiple pieces in the show but the artists collective members made the works together yeah I still do you want to explain how Hannah? does that happen <laughs> so we were and it started with the beginning of like getting this prompt to do a show there and mm-hmm. We had all seen countless like student work exhibitions. Like everyone has their drawing that they put on the wall with a little like tag next to it. And we were just wanting to go in the opposite direction completely. And so part of the concept of it is like how we interact online and like what is our digital world made of. And that's all collective. And that's how we were starting to like come into the brainstorming of it, where like we would give out prompts to everyone and they would all like do something up for it we'd like talk about them and there's it was mostly like so a lot of it was we built things together but also like that's physical and like imaginative yeah, yeah like so for example the questions video piece that was like made of all of our collectives questions that we did through the project together could you describe that piece a little bit for those listening So there was a piece in the show that was on a monitor and it was basically just like text of a bunch of questions that were cycling through, but the transition between the questions like made it seem like it was sort of like, like each question was like morphing and absorbing like into each other. But for those questions, we had all the collective members send in like five or six questions and then we all worked together to narrow the list down. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of that, like, it was like everyone coming together and then everyone also like reducing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the reducing came from conversations that we were having with one another digitally through Zoom, mm-hmm. because we didn't want to have this hierarchy where it felt like me and Roach were like the last say and that you had to yeah. like give something and then we're like, this is not going to make it or this is going to make it. It was more so like, what are we all interested in? Like, how can we all relate to this question or how can we all mm-hmm. feel from this concept or like, this image and then also physically building it like the we had a moss sculptural piece made of like moss and like plastic that was staple gun to walls and that was like a communal building so that we could all come together and 
sort of like start to piece something together that was felt very abstract, but also very like organic. Yeah, yeah I w- it was really interesting to see. I mean, I, I assume most of the artists are kind of around your age, like early 20s, to see people make work that talked about digital realities, especially like I think the topic of that of, you know, what does digital media do is explored by a lot of artists, but for younger artists, they just have a completely different relationship to it than people five years older than them, let alone 10 or 20. So it was really interesting to see that everyone had such a strong mindfulness about their relationship to technology. I'm curious if that is, in the show, I didn't get the sense it was a point of anxiety but I also don't know if I saw it as a point of celebration. Where was everyone kind of landing in those conversations about how they were feeling about their current positionality and like our super social hyper mediated like world? That's a good, that's a really good point. I think because we started out in April, like we started working on it in April and then like through the summer, And the number one thing we would always say is like from an artist of color collective, you would expect a show that like focuses on pain and like anxiety and things like that. And we were like, we want to completely switch that narrative. And so at first we were like, we need to focus on joy and like not even on nostalgia, like focus on joy and like being present and like a lot of that. And I think in the end result, like, I don't know if that, Joy was necessarily super present, but I do like that it's a bit ambiguous. Yeah, sort of like an embrace of the unknown as well. Like, I'm not sure if we need to have the answer to offer to the viewer what the answer of our experience is yet. Because you're right, like we are in our early 20s and we're still kind of figuring that part out. It was more so like getting the expression and like the feeling of the odd digital spaces that we find ourselves in and the self-reflection like the we do are like as a generation we are understanding that there is a lot of toxicity linked with like our obsession with the digital world yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then with digital entanglements there was also a zine that was being produced which is that still available for purchase on your website so the zine was actually prior to Digital Entanglements. That was okay. um, Breaking Boundaries, which was our project like last winter. So like, I guess this time last year, that is still available on our website. It was just more of like a placeholder for a show. So yeah. they're not exactly linked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting you saying it's a placeholder holder for a show because in the zine it's like featuring different members and it's like an artist statement a bio and then like Mm -hmm. images of some of their works i can't remember off the top of my head but how many artists are featured in that publication that was 11 i think okay yeah and then the show was 10 or 11 yeah yeah i'm really curious about that process of creating that zine, especially as you're saying, it was kind of like a substitute as a show. I mean, I'm sure that was partly because of COVID and there was certain limitations around like what showing work means, but also I was really interested in the fact that it was so, so much about the people, like their work is featured, but it really feels like a profile on everyone. 
did that just feel like an intuitive decision to focus more on individuals? Or was that like a conscious choice that you all were making about how do we want to talk about ourselves and like show who we are? I think it was definitely Mark's vision over everything for that whole zine. But I think, because I remember approaching it and us being like, okay, we need some kind of theme. Like, what's the theme going to be? And Mark was always like, well, the theme is that we're artists of color. Like, that's the theme. And so I think that, yeah, that's why it became super individual. But especially for like what we're trying to do with our next publication, we want it to feel more like digital entanglements. Like we want it to be sort of cohesive and like seamless mm-hmm. and collaborative. Yeah. And with the breaking boundaries scene, so that past scene, it was sort of this moment where Mark, our old president, was like, we need to like announce and have like a foundation. A lot of people don't know who artists of color are. They don't understand who they were. And so that was why we all had to like write our own bios. And they were all like, they weren't really like edited at all. So whatever people sent in as their bio is what got published, which I think is also like, it served as this opportunity for people to like get published. Like a lot of these people who were in it are still in university. And so they've never had an opportunity to like, say that they're part of a publication. I love that. And I love the consideration of not just like hanging out and like having friends, which is really important, but also like how are we supporting each other professionally? What are you thinking ahead towards for the future of the collective? I guess you're kind of towards the end of this semester, but for your final semesters, because I think you're both graduating in the spring. What are some of the goals and visions that you have for the collective? I think it's sort of becoming, and we talk about this a lot as like kind of a joke, but it's becoming like winter publication, summer show, winter publication, summer show. So we're hoping that next summer they will, there's probably going to be another exhibition type thing, but our focus right now is the publication. And I think also having that like summer show gives a good like transition between people who are leading. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the time people who are or like those who are presidents are usually seniors. So it's like their last year and then they leave. So someone else has to take some sort of like leadership position. And then you've mentioned a couple of times there, well, the zine that you want to do that's upcoming. I know that's still in development, but is there more you can share about what it is that you're thinking about doing or what people might expect from it what we can say is that the theme is warmth Ooh, and that's it (laughs) (laughs) cool i'm curious about what have been some of the particular difficulties of running this organization either because of the specific context of being housed within temple or just generally in terms of working with a certain demographic of artists who are a certain age and coming from different backgrounds. And I'm curious about those challenges because I think talking about like what's difficult and how you are moving through them, or maybe just kind of saying we need help with this and someone maybe will be able to answer that call for help. But what would you all say those may have been? I think the only challenges right now and like in the past have been funding, like literally, because I think we all have these like big dreams and especially like freshmen coming in, like 
you say, oh, we can do anything. And they're like, I want to have a fashion show. I want to have like this. Like, I want to do like everything in the world. And we're like, we want to give this to you. We don't have funding from Temple. So, and with the zine, like with the past zine, we had a GoFundMe that made like actually like two grand in like a day, which was crazy. But like, we're using money from that still. (laughs) Yeah. And from like zine sales and then from like, like we just keep recycling the same money, but yeah. And I, I guess it's hard to, because you're students, you can't apply to most funding. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Well, if someone wanted to make a financial contribution to your efforts, is there a way that they can do that? They could reach out to us on Instagram, honestly, mm-hmm. and we could figure it out. What's your handle? Oh, our handle is at artist underscore of underscore color. (laughs) Should we drop our personal handles too? Oh, yeah. Oh, we can. Mine is at roach with seven zeros. Hannah's is at lime hot chip. (laughs) 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 Cool. Uh, So... I don't have more questions about the collective, but I would like to talk a little bit more about you all as I think you're both practicing artists. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. I would love to hear more about your individual practices to close things out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a sculpture major and as a graphic design major. So like two opposite ends of the spectrum, I would say. Yeah. And like, I was going to talk about artists of color again, but I guess we we could move on from that. But I guess in general, okay, last thing I'll say about it <laughs> is like that difference is super evident and also super important because then it feels like everything can be very like diverse and like fulfilled. But yeah. Well, is there anything else that you all want to talk about before we close out? We're going to be in a group show at Cherry Street Pier in December, actually. Mm-hmm. But that's oh, yeah. a whole other, that's not Artists of Color. That's just Hannah yeah. and I. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a group show with just the two of you? It's us and our installation class, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening to Art Blog Radio. Please be sure to listen to our other episodes and to check out theartblog.org for more content on Philadelphia arts and culture.